Welcome to the podcast episode four. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go through some hypothetical client case studies and how we would go about coaching them. And this might even turn into getting real people onto the podcast, but we shall see. So we have for our first uh, hypothetical case study, a 19 year old male. So your typical hard gainer, skinny, who has irregular eating habits, trains daily, plays a bit of sports, and wants to get huge. <laughs> and <laughs> Every teenager's dream. <laughs> Pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> I think, yeah, talking for myself and probably Leon say, oh, yeah. I think that's kind of every sort of 17, 18, 19, even a, a lad in his early 20s goal to get jacked because you think it's going to get you all the ladies. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> also, you know, you don't have the best habits. Yeah. You know? So... It's interesting how, I guess, when you're a teenager, it always starts with uh, impressing girls. It's either you're a sport, it's either sports, but even if it's for sports, it's usually there's a, there's girls you... Yeah, you won't be good at sport to be, get the girls. So yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but if you're, if you're naturally good at growing up at school, then when you naturally get sport, you're more likely to get girls. Yeah. So I think it's because of our testosterone that's raging and you know, teenage male, it's like, it's all about girls. But it's like, if you can get your training right then, oh, yeah. you, you know, yeah. you will be off to such a great it's start. Like the highest spikes of growth hormone, high spikes of testosterone. You can, and you can put that to work for you. It's, it's time. It's time. I wish I could take back and actually focused a bit more on my nutrition, nutrition training yeah, yeah. less probably less the training you know i've always been a relatively good trainer i'll probably pick up the intensity but the thing that really probably needed more looking at when i was that age was nutrition yeah, yeah and just eating enough first of all um and eating i would say more whole foods as well um yeah because because at 19, I remember the first advice I was given when I went to the gym. It's it's like, you want to grow big? Just eat. I'm like, eat yeah. what? And the guy's like, eat everything. <laughs> Whatever food you find, just eat. So uh, I remember... Every parent will tell you, yeah. when you've got teenage kids, they're always in the fridge anyway. Yep. <laughs> it's not like teenage kids that walk around looking massive and jacked all the time, although more so nowadays. But... but um. I think the realities are, yes, eating and getting calorie surplus is important. So, you know, it's, it's making sure they're right calories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not just sweets and uh, what were you having, Andy? Cornish pasties. <laughs> yeah, no, but, so I love to call this pasty about a couple of hours before playing a rugby game. I'm big calories. It was all going to be put to use on the rugby field. Yeah. But actually... Primarily fats and carbs. Carbs have been okay, but most of them probably would have been all sloshing around, yeah. not broken down easily, you know. Horrible fats. Although delicious. I love a ginsters. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, I love a pasty, but yeah, not the best performance food. Yeah, and I mean, I guess, you know, when you're 19, maybe you're at university, you're on a budget, 
you can still get, you know, really decent food and eat in a surplus. I mean, you can just think your basics, rice, potatoes, um, mints. You, you, you don't even have to supplement with a protein shake. I mean, you can, well, obviously, it'll help. One of the tips I've heard, and sadly, it was a lot, well, once I've grown up, had some, a little bit more money, was just start having things like cottage cheese or yogurts and things like that for quick protein that isn't expensive. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can just start, I mean, uh, eggs, eggs are cheap. Um, eggs. eggs are cheap as we know Leon eats like 10 trays a day but you know you can get a lot of protein from that yeah. you know you can have a giant egg omelette in the morning with some oats that's not expensive you know your fats you can have peanut butter um, your olive oil you can go for fattier cuts of some meat um, again avocado none of that's going to break the bank yeah. um, legumes um yeah. yeah, I would say if you're on a budget, you can go for cheaper options, but look for things on sale, mm-hmm. especially in places like the UK. If you go late at night to one of the supermarkets, and I know when I was younger, one of my favorite things to do was go at midnight to somewhere like a 24-hour Asda, yeah. and you do find stuff on sale, and yeah, you'll see like the meat section, like you know, the meat that's about a turn, but you can whack it in your freezer or whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's such a good when we were in the UK we did that too and I mean and again here you can go to city market or everyone has their contacts and again you can if you do well with beans you can have you can mix the beans in there um you know there's there are plenty of budget options where you can get in good nutrients and yeah I mean one of the the better things to do is buy if you've got some money or you've got access to a mincer buy cheap cuts of meat it doesn't have to be prime beef but get the cheap cuts it could be something like flank neck and then just mince it yourself yeah you can remove excess fats mince it yourself and it works out cheaper than buying a pack of beef mints yeah that's yeah yeah good tip with some yogurt cottage cheese Cottage cheese is so expensive here, though. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I'm not buying Kenya, but I'm yeah. buying in the UK where it's like cheap. It's like a pound for. Oh, that's so sad. Here, if you get the browns one, like just yeah, 250 yeah, grams, yeah, 500 it. shilling. And then the yeah, other, the, get here. the cheaper one is is what still 300 bob, and it's it's just not it's not very well. I don't particularly like it, so well, sadly. But you get great yogurt here. Um, Yes, I say yogurt's a good option. So good. I mean, what did you eat in your football days? I know you. Oh man, I ate. <laughs> well, football days was <laughs> simple because I used to go to the gym. I used to jog, train football, so I needed to eat a lot. My dad used to complain that I was eating too much anyway. So mine was eggs. Like I remember eggs, bread. That was like a sandwich, easy morning sandwich with maybe tea. Yeah, yeah and that's good. And then... Crumble egg on toast, easy. Yeah. And then post-workout, I'd have the Tetra Pak, you know, the triangle milk packet. Daily, yeah. one. Maybe that's why I can't even have milk now, because I had too much, because I used to do it daily. That was like my yeah. whey, whey protein. Well, is it milk? Milk is great. If you are not lactose intolerant and you can drink oh, yeah. dairy, milk is fantastic. And then... Lots of lactose. You better off with goat milk. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, goat. It's so goaty, though. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. You can get some, if you get really good goat milk, like I get some from a farm up here, yeah. and I give it to the pup at the moment, some egg. Yeah. Um, it's not very goaty at all. Okay. But it depends on what diet the goat's been fed. So some of the ones, some of the goat milk you can get, I don't like to think what the goat's been eating, because it does taste. <laughs> I don't well, know. you got to remember with goat milk, it's got a higher fat content than mm-hmm. cow milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, About four percent fat. And I don't know where to. Have we you ever... can you can get goat milk. I think the the main one here is called Togs. Togs um, is yeah. Togs is a big commercial one. Um, there's camel milk as well. It's a good option. It is, but again, yeah. that's quite hard to find. And remember, yeah. Nakamat used to have a little camel milk fridge. Yeah, I tried. And then it. now and then it comes in, but it's still more expensive. Oh, well, than... to Eastleigh. I know. Somali <laughs> communities, they love it. Yeah, one time milk. I tried it, and I it's it's not my. I I couldn't. No. It, it, <laughs> I guess it, it needs you to get used to it, and I was like, okay, this. I'll, I'll eat, I guess, functionally and just drink it down and not taste it, but I, I never bought it Because it's supposed to be very good for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're good with normal cow's milk, you're such yeah. a, a, you know, whole milk, you need to go for all the skim stuff. But it's crazy because then the Tetra Pak of milk was cheap, was it? Like 18 or 21 shillings. I wow. don't know how yeah. much it is now, but with a... With like 50 now to 100 bob. 40, 50? Anyway, yeah. Because yeah. with 50 to 100 bob, I could sort of buy extra stuff for myself and then use that as a supplement to what I eat at home. Now, yeah. I, I, don't know what, I don't know what you can buy with 50 to 100 bob. But, like, it's, but you like can a meal, still... Meal. Yeah, yeah. You can still get in good food oh, yeah. and not spend all your money don't spend all your money on supplements first i think that's what a lot of young guys do uh, well I, I don't know i don't speak from experience but i know many have talked to me they're like oh what supplement do i get i'm like well let's rewind let's actually look at what, what you, you eat eating? first you know and then if you've got any money left over then maybe go for your way your whey protein yeah, i suppose that's the biggest lesson for younger people in general is don't don't run before you can walk. Get your, your the basics, those foundations in place. Get your don't worry about supplementation until you know your diet is decent enough to, to then you're adding supplementation just to take it that next step higher. But you need to just get those basics in front. And one thing one thing um young young guys and girls probably fail to realise is sleep and recovery you know and we're all there you go out on a friday saturday night oh, i never went out on friday because i was always playing rugby on saturday, but <laughs> saturday yeah. night i would i would go out drink loads and then you know your sunday you know you're, you're, you're eating all rubbish yeah and i had this conversation with a good friend of mine the other day who's decided to he's gonna stop drinking at home and he's someone who used to drink a lot at home and i was saying yeah you you drink equivalent of your daily calories every night in alcohol and eat on top of that, and that's why you put on weight. Because like, he eats healthy, and he was like, oh yeah, you know, I eat healthy food, and then it's like, but as soon as he cut the alcohol out, lost weight. And I think for, I'm not saying people shouldn't enjoy themselves, but bear in mind that, you know, alcohol is calories, seven calories per gram, uh, but they're empty calories. They, you know, they won't age your, you know, you can track them and you'd be in a surplus, but actually we're not, it's not a real surplus because they don't really. No, yeah. and then like you said, your rest and recovery, that's going to impact it big time. But yeah. I, I guess at 19, it's very hard because I remember my dad telling me this all the time. It's like, you go out, 
you're not going to play the game. But there's those weekends, you know, maybe you hit the gym two weeks, there's a small bicep pump and you're like, I have to, you know, call for the girls, you need to go out. So at 19, if you can focus on sleep and recovery, that's amazing. Yeah, you but, don't have to be a monk, but yeah. just if you are serious about training in your your goals, then that is a huge it's, factor. Yeah, it's sadly. something, even when you go out at 19, it's just something, keeping the back of your head. That, As I was going to say, it's worth keeping it in mind, knowing it's okay if travel week, your recovery is on point. Yeah. Yeah. One day, maybe five. And one day of drinking won't change too much. But... You know, you've just got to bear that in mind as you're planning your week. If you're planning a week and you know you're going out of the weekend, plan around the weekend. Yeah, true. Yeah, and then in terms of training, I mean, if you're you're young and playing sport anyway, you want your, I say, your weight training in the gym to, you know, if you're serious about sports, to complement it. And yeah. then um, again, you don't need to go straight into a full on bro split. We've talked about this a lot. It will benefit a lot just from really mastering the basic moves, working a lot on form. You don't need to do an arm day as much as you want to. Um, Every day full, is arm day. <laughs> yeah. you know, full body workouts, just really nailing technique will put you know will lay such a great foundation. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right, and you hit the nail on the head with. If you're serious about the sport you're playing and want your trainees to aid that, so think about the movements that are going to aid your, your sport. If the sport's not important, it's just like almost a form of cardio, you're messing around with your friends, then you know, you're better off sort of focusing on that bodybuilding style and you know, trying to get some sort of gains out of it. But you know, if your sport is your primary, you think about what your actual sport is, think about what the core movements are, and training around those and you have those as your core movements in your your uh, uh, program yeah yeah and keep in mind that muscle building it's a long and slow process yeah and again as we've said that you know especially now with social media and you know i think we were talking about last week andy how so many people young young guys were asking you about you know starting to take um drugs and things like that so yeah, it's it's a long road if you're going natural, and at that age, that's what you should be doing. Because yeah. exactly. it's crazy. Make most have your natural hormones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it's crazy. At say 19, I remember I could play football, go to the gym, go out on a Friday, still wake up, go play more sports on a Saturday, and your recovery is just way way high. So before yeah. you can even start thinking of you know. Uh, drugs and supplements just correct the small stuff your sleep your uh, maybe going out even if you can plan your training around that and you'll find you make way more out of training f before you even start using any sort of supplements yeah yeah okay client number two we have a 25 year old female small but not particularly lean who's been diet yo-yo dieting for what seems her whole life eats very low calories you know sort of 1200 1000 calories a day daily cardio scared of lifting weights because mm -hmm. she'll look bulky so does sort of 
uh, low weight, high rep kind of training. Wants to generally tone and be stronger. Well, this describes a lot of people. <laughs> this is a very common one, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but it's it, it really is. And I don't think it can ever be stressed enough how many people are, how many women are stuck in that cycle of yo-yo dieting. And at least now, you know, the message of, you know, weights are not going to make you bulky is out there. But I think even though that is out there, a lot of women are still scared of lifting heavy weights. And, um, and yeah, and to be stuck in that yo-yo dieting trap is it's horrible it's it's pretty depressing and forever eating you know chronically low calories and you just yes but it's like the, the hamster on the wheel and you never get anywhere um yeah i think it's one of those things where women were told for a long time it's all about weight loss but reality is it's weight loss okay you broke up a bit there, and well, it's, it's, it's bigger than weight loss. It's not just about that scale weight, and I think that's the problem. Yeah. Is too many people are married to a scale weight. Yeah, exactly. And and as you know, I get I get quite a lot of clients coming to me with this, and you know, often you've just got to kind of what feels to them is take two steps backwards to go forward. So you've got to bring your calories up first because there's no way yeah. you can go into a calorie deficit, you know, from a thousand or 1200 calories, even 1500. If someone came to me and they're eating 1500, I wouldn't put them in a deficit. You need to spend time, you know, your metabolism is not broken. That's not a thing. But you know it is it is low from chronically dieting and yo-yo dieting it's become very low your body's become so efficient at using the calories that you've fed it um that 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 those are your maintenance calories as low as that is your body's gotten used to it so you've got to spend time bringing those calories up and that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to put on a heap of fat you might actually experience some you know decent body composition change especially if you change your training. Yeah, lessen the cardio. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, that's the thing, isn't it? And I'm yeah. sure that's what Leon's going to say. Start teaching some with intensity, they can have more calories. Yeah, lessen the cardio and, uh, you know, the try just get the high reps of a toning mindset out of the person because I'm yeah. sure a lot of uh, ladies, it's like you said, it's they believe it's high cardio, then after your one hour cardio, get your little pink weights and do your 3000 reps. That's it. So it. Yeah, I think with a client like that, you've got to be careful. You don't throw too much in too early. Yes. I think you start easing, ease down the cardio. So you bring the cardio down, calories up. Um, you start making sure they're lifting with intensity. And a lot of these clients could do with some one-to-one -one coaching not just online, or at least watching some videos of kind of what's required. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, those calories going up, if that's matched with the intensity going up, you should see some good body changes, composition changes. Um, 
the thing you don't want, because it's become such a habit, the cardio, is if you drop it out all of a sudden, it's almost a bit cold turkey. And, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's and, um, you know, You've got to try and make it sort of sustainable for them, what they can keep to. So you just slowly edge it out. And if they want to keep a little bit of cardio in a couple of times a week, great. You just make sure the calories correspond to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important because it's, so much of that is psychological and about control and you don't want you know the the person to feel completely out of control um and you know that is scary and eating higher calories is scary because you just think you know if you stop doing cardio if you start to increase your calories you are going to get fat yeah and it's just not true but you do need to do it slowly like increase calories um, well, it will depend from person to person, but generally, increase the calories relatively slowly and decrease the cardio relatively slowly. And just yeah. to show them that they still have that control. Um, and I, yeah, I, I do know how hard it can be. You know, when you think you're working so hard to keep that fat off, and someone's now telling you to eat more food <laughs> and do less cardio, you're thinking, hmm. Yes, and, uh... and thing is, psychologically, you've been taught because of yo-yo dieting, you lose weight. As soon as you start eating more, your weight goes back up. up. <laughs> so they, they assume it's just from eating more, not looking at what you're eating, how your training is going, you know, and making sure your your nutrition and training are, are in sync with each other. Yep, and. It's you know like maintenance calories are they're a great place to be you know yeah. work and working up to them is a great place to be and I think we can lose sight of that sometimes um, you know especially when you're if you follow bodybuilders or people like that they're they're generally cutting or in a surplus and you, you so you're kind of thinking well and I should be do doing one of those yeah. but, but <laughs> to to work towards your maintenance is is a great goal in itself and you yeah. know especially if you have been yo-yo dieting and um again tracking macros is is just a very efficient way you know to to try and to work all this out because if you're saying you're eating 1000 calories you know you know that might not be true so that's that's what you think you're eating so you've got to yeah got to work on a on a sustainable way for you to to get out of that but not get to if you're someone who does get to sort of obsessed with counting calories and things like that then there there are other ways but it is yeah yeah and i was gonna say it's not just about body composition yeah if you can get your nutrition to a good spot things like skin hair quality increases and you know i've seen it with yo-yo dieters you know their skin starts to suffer their hair starts to suffer you know their sleep and everything else starts to suffer because their calories are so low and they're trying to do increase the output but something's got to give in the body and you, know, you get sort of you know the whole body starts trying to save energy elsewhere and stealing fats from the hair and from the skin and yeah for i guess for such a person i'd also have to remind them it's it's going to take time to yeah. just get out of that mindset it's it's not like a six twelve week thing so remember it, it'll it's a step-by-step sort of uh approach so yeah yeah so, yeah especially if you're bringing up calories you can you can do it very slowly so i mean i i would definitely this would be a 
you know, even the six month process. Yeah, and, uh, and then hanging out at those maintenance calories, and and working on on strength. Yeah, because uh, I just uh, remembered uh, you said they wanted to get stronger, so yeah, strength training will will be perfect as you you know work on that slowly. Yeah, and well, to- that's the thing. You know, it's just a normal, you know, hypertrophy sort of training. You're gonna get stronger initially anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna see the strength increase just by actually eating more. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then uh, you know we've said this. Uh, you know, concentrate on more performance rather than aesthetic goals. Yeah. Really set some exciting um, performance. Exactly. I think if someone's been so focused on scale weight for so long, you, as a coach, just say, we're not going to do scale weight. Yeah, you, we're not going to look at scales. Take the batteries out of your scales you got. You change the metrics. <laughs> um, let's just focus on other things. And as you said, performance goals. You know, initially and then you can see where you are maybe after a couple of months maybe it's a case of doing measurements instead before after photos help you know rather than looking at scale weight every day or weekly. yeah and uh, just just a sort of side note i know uh, for everyone listening you might not be exactly who we're describing but you'll definitely recognize elements of what we're saying in you know in your health and fitness journey so hopefully you can take away a bit of useful info from this because i think most women at some point will have you know tried this diet that diet i would say so many have done yo-yo dieting a lot of guys nowadays yeah yeah no that's that's i think that's so true as well and um yeah because i guess a big fear is that the women are scared of getting bulky and they assume weights and higher calories will get them bulky. So this is just a reminder that it will not. Yeah, I agree. Okay, case study number three. Okay, we're going to look at a man now in his 40s. And he is pretty much wanting to look and train like his 25-year-old self. So he's got some injuries over the years. Bit of a meathead. What's that, mate? <laughs> Wants to lose fat and build muscle at the same time. And um, he's maybe watched one too many YouTubes um, on how to achieve that. Uh, well, I must say, I have, I have had a couple of, of uh, men like that who... Well, not just men, but I would say people who want to train how they used to train and want to look how they used to look and i mean not that that's a bad thing but you've just got to think is it realistic especially with the uh, uh, multiple injuries looks wise you can yeah i suppose yeah. look wise is not stop you from being in the best shape at any age but yeah. uh, the issue is it depends how you looked when you were 25 if you were like well, 25 and were like shredded yeah. it gets hard to get older yeah. but you can't train how you used to train you can't be as reckless and I always say this, as you get older, you get more responsibilities and you get more on your plate and take balancing. Often you have children, you can't be as selfish with your time. So you've got to weigh these things up and understand that, great, yeah, you want to spend a bit of time in a gym, but you also don't let it be at the cost of everything else in your life. As in, you've got to do your job. You've got to pay the bills. You've got to look after your family. 
and these always be priorities. It's not unless fitness is your profession, it shouldn't be your number one focus. And everything else, and fitness should fit into your life, not make your life fit into fitness. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I think that's so true because a lot of um, people put so much pressure on themselves you know and you're like you've got a family you you know like you say Andy you've got so many more responsibilities now and you know you can't compare it to so Leon and I don't have kids our job is fitness it's so yeah. much easier for us to you know fit in yeah. to our workout not that we do to our workouts but you know what I mean so it's yeah don't Comparison there is not a good thing. Um, yeah, and I think that's the thing with people watch you know, Instagram and YouTube, and we see all these fitness influencers like training, and their whole day set up around their food and training. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and reality is, they have other responsibilities. That is their job. Yeah. And their responsibilities are to do that. Yeah, you've got to understand that. It doesn't mean you can't be in the best shape of your life. You've just got to be good at scheduling. You've got to be able to have that time every day, but you probably have to stick to quite a rigid timetable. And I'm back. I think you've just got to understand that there's going to be certain sacrifices but your family shouldn't have to sacrifice just for you to hit your goal. Yeah. So, and I've done this, like, you know, I've had to throw birthday parties for Kaya, handing out cakes when you're in, you know, you're prep. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I do it all the time. Like, I make pizzas with the girls, knowing I'm not going to eat any. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's okay, because my, my choices aren't their choices. I've chosen to compete on stage. They haven't. Mm. So they shouldn't have to suffer because of that. Yeah. So, you know, they will have a normal childhood with, you know, trying to bear that, you know, a little bit of health health in mind, generally. But, you know, you've got to, you know, your kids have to be kids and you're not like, oh, I'm not going to have any sweets in my house or we're not yeah. going to have cakes or, you know, it's just unrealistic. So you've got to be quite strong-willed when you've got more responsibilities and strong-willed in... I am going to train at this time every day. It may mean you have to get up earlier. Yeah, and go to bed earlier because you need to fill it in every day. Like, I train normally at the other week, first thing in the morning. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't eaten, but I, I eat just before I go to bed because it doesn't interfere with my sleep. So I know when I wake up, I, my, you know, I've got glycogen stores with yeah. place. I have a pre workout with some carbs in it. I have my intra workout with carbs in it. Knowing full well, that means I can train first thing. Yeah. yeah. Weekends, slightly different. I train after two meals. But you have to work out how you can do your job, look after your family, and train altogether without sacrificing one or the other. And for me, that's getting up a little bit earlier, training first thing, being able to shower, eat, and start work. Yeah, and so I think I guess, it's possible. I guess first advice for the forty year old guys check your like your schedule and just don't don't sacrifice your family for your twenty five year old goals. And then exactly. yeah. And you know, if you have injuries, your training is going to be oh, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a big one. Um, you know, you're not going to be necessarily 
You just have to train smart. You can still get amazing results. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Andy, you've got, got multiple injuries, I and yeah, but it's, it's well, I talk about it quite a lot. Uh, we have this conversation with Ollie and stuff. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to adjust your program around injuries. Yeah. But it's about being realistic with what's going to work, what's not. And to be fair, if you're not in the know, making sure you do have a coach because yes. And then being honest with them, saying I've got a torn wrist muscle at some point, I, you know, I have bad knees or I get back pain. And then trying to work out how to train around that or first thing I would do actually, I would say to someone, go to a physio, get a, you know, a movement, mobility assessment, get, you know, get something written by a physio of what exercises you should probably avoid and which ones you should do to strengthen. And they should form a big part of your program because uh, yeah, you want to try and help the injuries you've got, but you, you don't want to make them worse. So, you know, if you can get like a physio on board early, or you know, um, that's what I would I would ask a client to do. Um, get a diagnosis of the actual injuries because a lot of people just thought, oh, I've got bad back or I've got bad <laughs> knee. But like, have you spoke to anyone about that? No, it's just I've always had it for ages. Right, but you might have been able to get it sorted. First things first, go speak to you know, a doctor, go get an MRI, go be whatever. Yeah, like you know, a, just get a serious check If it is just like a twinge, the physio can help you deal with that and we can get that, incorporate that into training. Yeah, I think that's, that's such a great place to start. And, and then, you know, as as with many people, the goal is to build fat and lose muscle at the same time. <laughs> but that is very difficult, so it's best to choose one or the other. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, YouTube is a great place. But, you know, nothing beats, you know, working with professionals. Um, you know, like, and work with many professionals. You know, have your personal trainer, have your physio. Um, if your personal trainer is not a nutritionist, have a nutritionist as well. You know, the more people on your your team, the better. The better yeah. That's the other thing. When you get a little bit older, you have a little bit more disposable income. Yeah. So you can afford to start doing things properly. Rather than when you're young and you waste all the good years because yeah. you don't have any money to... Yeah. <laughs> to hire a coach. Yeah. <laughs> as we were saying earlier. So... You know, when you are older, as you say, you know, speak to a nutritionist, speak to a physio, speak, you know, go get your bloods taken mm-hmm. to make sure there's no underlying issues. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that's, yeah, I think that's very sound adv- advice. That's the other thing. Oh, I don't have a frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're back. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say the other thing is you start looking at the quality of food you're consuming. If you can, um, you know, try and get a. When someone comes to me, the first thing I say is, right, you know, let's just track your week as is without me doing anything. Yeah. When you write down every meal you have at what times. And then what usually comes back is various times, people eating at all different times every other day, and quality of food's up and down. So, first thing you do is say, right, let's try and standardize our eating. Let's try and eat when we can, like at that, try and keep it to a set time or set window. And let's try and keep the quality of food constant. Prep your food. 
I know it's hard and you're busy on yeah. weekends, but like maybe when the kids go to bed, spend a couple of hours on a Sunday evening um, prepping food. Oh, yeah. Is that the puppy? <laughs> That's honey looking for a puppy. Oh. No. Puppy on the sofa. Yeah, we just saw a puppy. Well, for those listening who can't see, Andy has the cutest puppy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, our so new podcast cute. mascot. Yeah, but you haven't seen, she's been just attacking me as I've been talking. At one point, you see, I had to get up to walk away. Oh, was that why you got up? shelf by the cable. She's so cute. So cute. Um, I like your point about meal prepping. And because I always say that to my clients, like your planning and your prepping for food is going to be key. And, you know, it seems so much at first, but honestly, just taking that hour, like when the kids have gone to bed and planning, planning the meals, preparing some meals in bulk, you know, it just sets you up for success. And it just makes your life so much easier. If you are busy. Yeah. You're, you're able to stick to the, you know, time windows or specific times of eating. Exactly, yeah. and it's, it's trying to give yourself time because mm. you, you have less time when you've got so many other things going on. So you need to be efficient. Yeah, and I think on the point of having a you know a bit more disposable income, you can always look at meal prep companies. Um, there's some really good ones, and it, they're not going to break the bank. And um, it's it can be a, if you're not uh, used to tracking your calories and macros. Yeah, it can be quite a, you know, you can start with that if you want and then, you know, make one meal yourself, two from the meal prep company. You know, there are so many ways uh, to hit your goals. Yep, even at 40. Well, the thing is, at 40, and I always say this, yeah. people think, start thinking they're over the hill and yeah. they slide the <laughs> think, oh, it's too late to start something. But it's not, to be fair. Nope. You know, you still, even at 40, You've got as much time ahead of you, and actually more more training years ahead of you than yeah. behind you. Yeah. I think most people don't start training until late teens, so that's you know, it's... that's like you know, twenty odd years before you know whatever it is you still you could still be in the best shape going yeah. through up to your fifties and sixties. Yeah, it's it's one. I think it's also a mindset. A lot of people. Yes. I mean, well, maybe society just needs to to break from that because it's like oh i'm 50 man i i can't do that stuff or i'm watching health things that you need to watch her when you get older apart from the injuries you do have to watch how that's why you yeah your heart condition if you've not been training you're not been exercising blood glucose that's why it's yeah. worth doing tests on these things blood pressure you know all these little things but yeah. once you start and you've tested all that and you know you're in a healthy state you can just go go great guns and you know, be healthier and healthier. Just keep keep an eye on it. You know, there's nothing to say you can't be. And you know, there's certain things you'll want to check. You know, blood glucose being one, but it's a good time to start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great time to start because health-wise, tends to go downhill as you get older. Forties mm-hmm. still, you should be healthy-ish at forty. So that's a good time to get a grip of your health and yeah. move it forward. Yeah, and it's like you said, I think if there's any 40 plus listening to this, your blood work is very, very important. It's it's something, especially if you've not been active, it, it's good to just check and know where you're at. Because uh, if you've not been active all those years, your younger years, it, it tends to catch up to you. So blood work would be a nice place to start. 
Yeah. And I think that's a great way to measure your progress as well. Like do your blood, blood work before you start training. And then, you know, as you train, you can just, you can see it. And I think a lot of doctors have mentioned to clients like, you know, wow, you know, look, look at your blood work now after you've done some consistent training. So it's, it's really good. Well, I think that leads us nicely into our last client who is a postmenopausal woman who is who wants to lose fat and is blaming her fat gain on menopause and that she's just, you know, tried everything, you know, does cardio, does some weightlifting, you know, says she eats right, but you know, it's it's due to the hormones that um she can't lose fat. Um and so I, well, I, yeah. That's, that's the thing is, yeah, the hormones will, will play a part, but they, they're not. They can't stop you from losing weight. Like otherwise, people wouldn't ever starve to death. You can stick <laughs> a postmenopausal person on an island with no food, yeah, and they will still starve to death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, um, <laughs> that's the reality. Is you will lose weight. You will. you will lose weight, and there's nothing to stop you. If you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Yeah. Now, body composition may be affected by hormone estrogen changes, progesterone changes, but you know, fat loss with the basics of energy balance supersede all that. They ain't changing yeah. with your age. <laughs> yeah, because no. Um, I, I guess you know, certain things people have got into bad habits as they get older, and often. They think they're eating healthy, and not really. A lot of, especially women, and I know my mum's key for this, like she'll really low f- fat foods all, all week, yeah. relatively low protein. And then maybe she'll have like on a Sunday, a bit of cake or something. Dessert. But the fact is, you want to keep your protein high. You need to have your fats relatively at a, at a constant, decent level. Your omega fats, your good fats. Mm-hmm. Because they're helping with hormone production and everything else. Protein you need for you know, regeneration. But people think they should just be like crash, you know, crushing all their calories, barely eating during the week. But then at the weekend, they'll have like a full massive roast dinner they're not used to. Or Wine. Just, yeah. Wine. Yeah. But you, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's, it's easier to blame, you know, hormones because... Of course, it's hormones. Then to they're, blame they're your, the ultimate scapegoat. Yeah, then to blame your your, your weekly lifestyle. bottle of wine or yeah, your life. <laughs> yeah, and and often you know you just you know you won't move as much as you used to move. Maybe when you were younger, you're you're neat, um, and all of that kind of thing. And I think you in your training as well. Mm-hmm. Like even if you were like the fitting twenty year old. You're in really fit in your twenties. If you don't carry it through to like keep that consistency high, when you get older, you know, and you start bringing intensity down, you know, you 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 will crash down, you know, because you suddenly don't have any intensity. You're not moving as much. Yeah. You, you do like yeah, the old ladies power walking. Yeah. And you think that's that can't that can't you know? But we sit around the rest of the but yeah, also what I noticed a lot of people, I, uh, I guess when they get older, it's uh, you don't move much, but you keep on eating the same, if not even more. So you stop training, you know, you stop moving a lot, but you're still consuming uh, so much because uh, 
I remember it was a problem with uh, one client. It used to be very sporty. Same. Then stopped and then it's like, man, I eat the same. I'm just getting bigger. I used to eat like this when I was younger, but I, I was never big. So it's like you're saying your activity levels really play a big part. And there's a thing for women in my family, like my mum, my mum's mum, are all, all quite healthy and fit women generally. You know, um, and I think one of the reasons that is dog ownership. <laughs> I mean, it's not even a joke because yeah. it keeps you having to get out, walk the dog walk the dog in the evening keep moving as you get old that doesn't change if you still got a dog you go out walk the dog it keeps you moving yeah. rather than these people go do an hour's power walk from a block and the rest it. of the day we're sitting down yeah the, the dog the from you... chasing kids around or having a job yeah. or doing whatever so spending most of the time sitting around chatting with friends being on for a walk yeah the, yeah the dog gives you a good routine morning and evening <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, think they're eating healthy, but you've you've got to be pretty honest with yourself. And, you know, and you're saying write everything down, like what you eat. And I know a lot of women will just really try not to eat anything. And that's not good either. And then, you know, you'll drink a lot of wine in the evening or something like that. Or they're, I think, salad. you know, again, as you get older, you, you know, you actually need more protein. So... Getting in protein every single meal will be really important and just keeping that consistent and not being scared to to weight train You know, it's not bad for you when you're older. In fact, it's great and for women It helps with bone density and all of that good stuff. So it's you know, if you're scared and you know to to do weight training when you're sort of over 50 that's fine but get a personal trainer to show you you know because it will be so beneficial and way better for you than sort of even like jogging around the block um which will put a lot of stress on your joints so you know consistent weight lifting getting in enough protein you know and understanding energy balance you can lose yeah, that get a qualified trainer <laughs> You know, and and go from there. Yeah, you got to think where back. It's a bit like we said with the guy. Go speak to a doctor first. Go get your bloods done. Check your cholesterol levels and everything else. Get a clean bill of health. Or if not, you got something to work on health wise. You know, you decide. Yeah, you know, go speak to a nutritionist. Make sure your nutrition's on point. Then training falls in line. Yeah, there's no point blaming hormones if your nutrition isn't on point. And it may be that you do have some thyroid issue, maybe, but yes. maybe picked up in a blood test. Yeah, exactly. And the fact is, unless you've got your nutrition done first, you know, you go see a nutritionist, get a, start eating properly, then have your blood's taken again, then you really know where you are. First time things may be dietary, but once you've been eating healthy for a few weeks, then you can look and go, actually, yeah, everything's looking pretty decent now. There's no reason I shouldn't be you know, losing weight that, you know, I should just up my training a little bit. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that's key. Definitely, mm-hmm. you know, get all of those, get all that blood work done. Um, and yeah, again, just work, work with, with professionals, have it, have a team on your side. Yeah. And there are some, you know, you, again, as a woman, it will be hard for you to build muscle in your fifties, but you can, um, you can, and like like the guy in his forties, you can still be in the best yep. shape. 
it's just uh, yeah, having a smart plan in place to work for it. Yeah. Again, know your limitations. Don't injure yourself. Get a proper trainer. Exactly. Well, those are our four case studies for today. If you like this style of podcast, let us know, and we will. Well, we are thinking about getting yeah real real people, (laughs) real people on here that we can maybe go through their training and lifestyle and nutrition. So let us know if that's something that you would like to listen to. Was that the puppy? Yeah, it's helping you sign out. <laughs> yeah, she's signing out for you. So, yes, we really hope that you enjoyed this podcast and we'll see you next week. <laughs>